2: out there this is betty joe tucker thanking you for tuning in to movie addict headquarters you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here of course but if you are one it's definitely the place for you especially today because film critics nil Nell minnow jeff roberts and we hope mac bates We'll be here to discuss the latest Oscar nominations, as well as to predict winners in six key categories, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Supporting Actress. Now, as most of you already know, the 88th Annual Academy Award nominations were announced a few days ago, and the winners will be revealed on Sunday, February 28th. We're really excited about our guests because all three of these critics share a deep interest in the Oscars each year, and they really know their movie stuff. Here's a little background info on each of them. Nell, the famous movie mom, writes film commentary for Belief.net and is the author of several fascinating film-related books, all of uh, all of which can be ordered, I'm sure, on Amazon.com. And Mac has written freelance articles for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and served as a staff blogger for Milwaukee Magazine's official film blog. He also received an Emmy for for his work on the Robert and Rosie show. Jeff Roberts, who lives in Canada, has been a guest on a variety of Canadian and American radio and TV programs. For example... He has appeared on Daytime in Mississauga, Canada, giving his detailed perspective on the Academy Awards, of course, and he's a former host of Front Row Center on Whistle Radio in Canada. Our guest will be with us in just a few minutes, folks, but first I want to say how sad I am about the passing of Alan Rickman, one of my all-time favorite actors like most of his fans i feel that he never let us down no matter what the role he gave his all i especially loved his supporting performances last performance last year as king louis the 14th in a little chaos which made it to my top ten movies of 2015. My thoughts and prayers go out to his family, friends, and fans. And thanks to you, Alan Rickman, for all the pleasure you've given us with your many splendid performances. Now, the show must go on, so let's bring on our guest, ladies first as usual. Nell, I'm so glad you could be with us again. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters.
3: Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Well, it's always great to have you here. And the same goes for Mac. I see that he has called in, and he's been missing from our program for a couple of months now. So we're really so so glad that he could be with us, and I'm going to bring uh, Mac on now. Hi, Mac. Are you ready to talk about the Oscars?
1: Oh, most definitely, and thank you so much for having me uh, on the show, Eddie Joe. This is, you know, one of my uh, favorite topics. You know, I love film, but I uh, love the Oscars, uh, probably in equal measure, you know, because they're, you know, synonymous with each other, and I'm, and I'm thrilled to be back on the show after a long hiatus, and uh, thrilled to be here with uh, with Nell and you in our uh, uh, the, uh, the new addition to uh, Movie Area Muvier- Headquarters. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting started.
2: Well, we we just are are delighted that you could be with us and so happy that you're feeling uh, much better now. And I thought you would be very eager to talk about the Oscars. And I know Jeff Roberts is also eager to do so. Jeff, this is your first time on the show, so welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters.
4: Thanks very much uh, for having me on the show.
2: I'm, I'm just uh, very, very happy that, uh, that you could be with us all the way from, from Canada. And um, now that everyone is here, let's get down to business. I'm sure you've all had time to analyze the Academy Award nominations by now. And I'm curious to know what each of you think was the most surprising nomination and why. Nell, why don't you get the ball rolling on that one?
3: The most surprising nomination is that, unfathomably, for the second year in a row, the acting nominations all went to white performers, and that is almost beyond belief. There were so many excellent performances this year by people of color that uh, it almost seems like a throwback to the 1950s, um, so that that's that's really horrifying to me, and I also was very unhappy that they overlooked two of the behind-the-scenes people who were instrumental in getting their films uh, nominated for Best Picture, and that is Ridley Scott for The Martian. I mean, the movie would not be nominated for Best Picture and Best Actor if it was not for Ridley Scott, and Aaron Sorkin, who, in my opinion, wrote the Best Screenplay of the Year in Steve Jobs. So those are my those are my surprises, and I will say my disappointments.
2: Oh, well, I, I think you make a good case for what surprised you. Mac, um, what was the most surprising nomination for you and, and why?
1: Well, I certainly concur with what uh, what Mel said about uh, the lack of uh, um, non-white acting nominees because this year, you know, last year rather, there were some uh, really superb, superlative performances, particularly Idris Hope uh, Beasts of... Uh, use some no Nation, you know, how he didn't get a nod is, is mind-boggling. I thought that um, Tessa Thompson and Michael B. Jordan stood a pretty good chance of being nominated for Creed, but, again, um, you know, he was uh, overlooked for Fruitvale Station, so the, the, the snub wasn't so much of a surprise, but it was a disappointment, like, um, when he was nominated for that. But the most surprising nod uh, for me this year, and it was a really great surprise, was Tom Hardy for The Revenant, because Leonardo DiCaprio had been getting all the um, uh, acclaim and, and rightfully so over that film, but I thought that what Tom Hardy did in that film was pretty, pretty spectacular, and he's a magnificent actor. Stop. And he had, I believe, about four or five films out. Some came out here in the States, and um, a couple came out abroad in uh, England and, and, you know, the rest of Europe. And I was really happy that, uh, you know, after a pretty pretty great year, he was uh, recognized in some, some way, shape, or form. So, and I, and I think they – shows was um uh, probably the, the you know, the biggest film and and probably the most flashiest of his performances. You know, outside of the um um his performances, of uh, those notorious uh British uh gangster twins. So um I was very happy about that.
2: Well I, I felt very happy about that, uh too, Mac. I and that was that definitely was a surprise to me that uh, Tom Hardy was nominated, but I, I certainly was was very pleased with that nomina- nomination and and Jeff do you have um some surprising nominations that you'd like to mention
4: well for me it wasn't um surprising the nominations so much because it was to me it was the uh, usual suspects that were getting nominated and all the other um major Award ceremonies up to the Oscars that were getting nominations here. Um, I think that Sylvester Stallone, even though he won the Golden Globe, and Creed is a critically acclaimed film, and his uh, performance uh, gathered a lot of acclaim where he's playing a boxing uh, trainer, um, it was good, but to me, uh, I don't think he can win an Oscar against. Uh, the work of uh, Christian Bale, uh, Tom Hardy, uh, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Mark Rylance.
2: Well, uh, yes, I I was kind of surprised at that too. Jeff, uh, I thought maybe it was just sort of a, a sentimental thing that the uh, Golden Globes people did the Hollywood Press Association and so um exactly. I I did I was quite surprised. About that, but and I think everything that all three of you, all of the things that all three of you mentioned, are uh, surprises to me that I would go along with. But but my the biggest surprise for me, and it it was a happy one, a very happy one, was that Trisha uh, Ronan got a nomination for Best Actress for Brooklyn, and that the the movie got into the Best uh, Picture. Uh, list of nominees, and I had been rooting for uh, Saoirse and for Brooklyn ever since seeing that movie. But I, I just didn't dream that um, that this would happen. So I was just jumping up and down for joy with uh, with that. And so I've already uh, answered the second question that I wanted to ask, and that is, <laughs> which nomination pleased you the most, and why, Mac. Why don't you start um,
1: on that one? Oh, great. Um, well, you know, I already mentioned Tom Hardy for so the Revenant uh, and the supporting actor race. Um, but probably the nod that uh, pleased me the most, even even more for the time, was uh, Lee Abramson, direct in uh, getting a nomination for Best Director for Room. You know, and as well as Room being nominated for Best uh, Picture and uh, Best Actress, and and I believe Best um, Best Adapted Screenplay as well, among uh, I think maybe a couple others. But, uh, yeah, Renny Agrinson, the director of that, because he was uh, pretty instrumental in, in that film. Like, it's, it's, you know, Brie Horston that started that film is you know, getting the lion's share of attention, and rightfully so because she was brilliant in that film. Same with her co-star, uh, um, who played her uh, young son. But um, I think his contribution was um, uh, kind of uh, integral to how that movie all came together, you know, because it's, it's definitely an actor's showcase, but I also think it's a director's showcase, and, and I think he did a a really, really magnificent job because child actors, you know, there are some very naturally talented ones, and there are some that have to, you know, you have to kind of manipulate the performance out of them, and I'm not really sure what the case was with Jacob Trimley, but uh, the fact that he managed to get so many great performances in that film, you know, lead and supporting, you know, it's it's, it's definitely a, a well-deserved nomination. He won't win, but uh, it's definitely a very well-deserved nomination I'm happy for and hopefully this is the you know, the beginning of a of a, of a long uh, illustrious career.
2: Oh, you're you're right about that. And how about you, uh, Jeff? Uh you mentioned about Tom Hardy, but which is that the nomination that pleased you the most?
4: The one that pleased me the, the most is uh Bree Larson for uh for Room. And uh, her performance is one of the most startling, raw, intense, and emotional ones that I've seen in uh, 2015. She has the unenviable task of uh, trying to convince us that she's working in a confined space for most of the picture. And she solidly convinces us that her uh, character was held captive in a garden shed for over seven years, along with oh. uh, her five year old son. So she's been the front runner in the. Uh, category for months she's won the uh, golden globe a uh, national review board uh award um and there's several that are still still pending but for me she's the, the one that uh that uh really knocked it out of the park for me and i'm happy that she's nominated in that uh, category
2: that was a great performance and now which nomination pleased you the most
3: It was a nomination of Inside Out for Best Screenplay. We knew it was going to be nominated (laughs) for Best Animated Film. I would love to have seen it nominated as Best Film. I thought it was definitely as good as any of the others. And Mm -hmm. I particularly like the idea that animated films are being taken seriously enough that they're not in their own little silo over there at the side and understood to be at a level of um, of ambition and insight uh, to be worthy of being included for Best Original Screenplay. So I thought it was a sensational screenplay, and I'm thrilled uh, to see it listed and hope it wins. Oh, it was such
2: fun. It really was, and the, and the dialogue in it were, was incredible. So um, I I think you've made a good choice there. And since I've already talked about which one pleased me, I um, thought we should go to the other extreme and ask, is there any nomination you felt to be undeserved and why? I'm going to ask Jeff, but he's probably going to say uh, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> because he already mentioned yes, uh, that.
4: Yes, Sylvester is Stallone is the one.
2: Is, is that the one? Did you see Creed?
4: Yes, I did, and I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed him in it. I want to get that across, but I just don't think he's... um, The performance was up to the standard of of what uh, would win you an Oscar, considering who else he's uh, nominated with in the uh, category.
2: And now, how how about you? Is there a nomination that that you uh, thought was undeserved?
3: Well... Listen, I love love Jennifer Lawrence as much as anybody. I love her. She's wonderful. Um, I'm not sure that we needed to give her a nomination for Joy, however, which was a real mess of a movie. She was great (laughs) in it. She's great in everything. She's great in The Hunger Games. She's always great. But let's give it a rest. And wait for her to do something as good as what she did in *Silver Linings Playbook* before we nominate her again. Seems like she's in that Meryl Streep position now, where she just gets nominated every year.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh yes, yes. I I think that uh, I was I was not that impressed with with Joy. I I thought it was I it wasn't a bad movie. I didn't think it was a mess Now, but it wasn't what. I expected wasn't wasn't up to Jennifer Lawrence's uh, standards and David O. Russell's standards. So you make a very very good point there. What about That's you, kinda Mac? That's kind of like Is saying it... it
3: was a mess, Betty yeah. Jo. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you say tomato, <laughs> I say tomato.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so well, um, how about uh, how about you, Mac? Was there any nomination you felt to be undeserved?
1: Yeah, I felt that um, after Adele's amazing uh, song for uh, the last James Bond movie, Skyfall, I just, I was very um, not impressed. I guess it's probably the best way to put it with uh, what uh, Sam Smith and uh, his uh, fellow co writer, Jenny Nates, did with uh, the uh, uh, song from Spectre, Writings on the Wall. I just, it, it just, in the, among the Bond canon of uh theme songs or, or you know um, uh, songs written specifically for the film. I just it, it didn't impress me at all. And I'm a, uh, you know, and I think Sam Smith's amazing, you know, he's a fantastic uh vocalist. And he obviously has skills as a songwriter, but in this case it just seemed like it was mm, a, just a very yeah, lazy good point on there,
2: effort. Now, I'm going to make no oh,
3: Mac I agree with you. One hundred and ten percent
2: the nomination that yeah. I think was undeserved was the Big Short as Best Picture. Best, best oh my God, comedy. that was the best movie Everybody thought <laughs> that was should have been such an important film. Well, it was an important film, but I did not understand the the way the story was told. I get, maybe you know my IQ isn't high enough. The way the story was was told just was very very confusing to me. So um, I, I was not happy with uh, with The Big Short being nominated i wasn't surprised because it's it's winning so many uh awards so so Nell, do do you want to have a rebuttal Rebuttal on that
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay i thought it was a brilliant film it was for me i actually had a tie for first place for my top two films this year yeah hello you hear me
1: oh yeah Yeah, i hear you hello
3: okay yes betty joe i'm on
1: Oh, I think we love Betty Joe. I think yeah,
3: I can hear the two of you. All right. Oh, I,
4: hear I think I heard her. I think yeah. that was a, I did for a second she's too.
3: She's going to try call. All right. Well, I'm just going to say that okay. I for one I had a tie for my top 2 films of the year this year, uh, of The Big Short and Chirac, which I hope we'll get to talk about as well. And uh I thought it was an absolutely brilliant film. It's one of my favorite books. Um I do uh I am a lawyer and I do know a lot about about what actually happened in in Wall Street, but I felt it was very accessible, and I thought it was hilarious the way that they explained it. Um, And uh, brilliant performances and uh, such an important, such an important great film. I would love to see it get the Best Picture award, although I think that's unlikely.
1: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately it is a great film, but I think it's probably going to, hopefully it'll get something, but I guess Best Picture is probably not in the cards because, you know, the the competition is kind of, (laughs) to say the least, um, well, it, since it, uh, it, since Betty, it is, but oh,
3: it's, it's nice to see Adam McKay, um, you know, finally doing something meaningful and important and getting recognized for it.
1: Definitely, definitely. Since um, Betty Jo is, uh, um, you know, not with us at the moment, I, I guess I'll pick up the uh, reins and uh, ask the next question. First, uh, this goes the first uh, question. This question will go to Jeff first. Uh, who, in your opinion? Um, uh, didn't receive a, a nomination but deserved one in, uh, in 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 your your opinion,
4: the one that's deserved.
1: Yeah, yeah, those, that, that those, was the question.
4: Who didn't receive a nomination but deserved one? Um, Paul Dano, I uh, I was very mm. impressed with what he did in the uh, Love and Mercy film about. Uh, Uh, Brian Wilson and how he portrayed the character having manic depression and having to deal with uh, Paul Giamatti who was his uh, psychiatrist Eugene Landy who more or less uh, controlled his his very existence for a time. That for me um, stood out as one that I would have liked to have seen uh, nominated as well as uh, Mark Ruffalo in Infinitely Polar Bear Those Mm. were two. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's um, yeah, yeah. I heard about infinitely,
1: infinitely, polar bear. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about it. So,
3: Jeff, I, um, I agree I'm with you. Yeah, Jeff, I agree with you. I think that Mark Ruffalo's performance in *Infinitely Polar Bear* was much more deserving of attention and awards than his work in uh, *Spotlight*, which was fine. But you know, Mark Ruffalo is Mark Ruffalo. And, He's always great. And it's um, such an
4: important I, uh, topic too. And uh, you know, when people are writing films about uh, manic depression, they have um, you know, they have good intentions, but it doesn't always come off as looking correctly when uh, an actor's playing it. And uh, Infinitely Polar Bear with uh, with Ruffalo, he he just nails it. And he knows the subtleties as well as the highs and lows of it. And in the film, he's uh, raising two uh, young girls who are, are approaching. their One is a teen and one's approaching. And uh, he's trying to, to raise them on, on his own while he's... The, Divorced from his uh, his wife, and it's it's fantastic, and I think it's well, an it's underrated really, movie. To be honest with you, I
3: completely agree with you. I thought it was very very well done, and again, you know, great portrayal of a of a biracial family that was done in a, you know, which is a true story made by the now grown up daughter. I think it's interesting that your your two underappreciated uh, performances were both uh, people who played real life bipolar characters. That's a that's a, a, a and you're quite right that those. Um, stories are not uh, recognized the way that they should be my own um overlooked performance to me clearly the best performance of the year was tayona paris in chirac Uh, i thought she was just dazzling especially if you're familiar with her work in mad men and in dear white people where she's very 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 different and um i i just it's it boggles my mind that she was not nominated because i thought she was absolutely mesmerizing
2: I oh, hope great. to see that movie and I I'm really uh, uh, so grateful that that uh, that you all continued when when I was cut off. I hate it when I get cut off. <laughs> it hasn't happened <laughs> for a long time. But I want to see that movie, now, and I also mm. want to see um the polar bear one with Mark with Mark Ruffalo. So, I'm glad we're getting some of these uh uh, the names of some of these films that didn't get recognized and that um, we'll be able to see probably on on DVD. So, Mel, did you hear me when I said that I um, that I thought the undeserved nomination was uh, The Big Short for Best Picture? I
3: did. I responded with great enthusiasm. So you'll play <laughs> okay, it back. I and can you'll hear hardly wait to
2: say. <laughs> I can
3: hardly wait
2: to see to listen to the archives. <laughs> well, let's go now to the Best Picture nominees. And uh we'll find out um what, which one of these films you predict will will win and why, and let me read the list of the nominees. We have the big Short, Bridge of Spies," Brooklyn, Mad Max, the Martian Room, Spotlight, and the Revenant." So Mac, which one of these films do you think predict will uh win the Oscar?
1: Me, I have to put my money behind The Revenant, um, just because I, I love the film. And um, I just thought what, uh, what uh, you know, the director and the cast and just everybody brought to it was just, you know, it was, it was amazing. And, and the fact that it kind of heralded back to the, uh, you know, the heyday of the, you know, 1970s, like, you know, just go out there and shoot it and, and you know, uh, let the cards fall where they may sort of mentality where, you know, uh, it, uh, true auteurs were at work. And I just got that that sense watching this film, and it, it was just I was I was I was mesmerized from you know start to finish, and I was truly impressed with um you know how how it all just came together in a in a almost kind of an organic you know sort of way, and was, you know the best sort of movies come together like that really you know even the, regardless of the genre or you know the um, uh, the story you know when they come together in such an organic way and they just feel so you know lived in and 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 real and. You know, it's visceral. It's, it's it's you know it's it's the reason you love film. You know, in my opinion, it's certainly the reason I love film. And um, I think I think it's got the momentum behind it. And um, I think of the other nominees, the uh, only one that probably stands a real chance of upsetting um, the Revenant would probably be Spotlight, just because you know that again is such a you know riveting um, piece of cinema, and you know that just a, a superb. Uh, you know, actor Showcase and, 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 you know, everyone in that in that film shines And, you know, it helps that it's based on the true story And, you know, it's very re- relevant, you know, still to this day Because there's still, you know, things coming out about the Catholic uh, Church And, you know, you know, like secrets and stuff that are going on in it So, um, yeah, my pick would be The Reverend And uh, just to uh, throw, throw back a little bit um, My pick for the, uh, uh, you know, the, the person or film that deserved the Stephen nomination But didn't get one would be Ridley Scott for uh, Best Director for The Martian, you know, the, um echo what Nell was saying earlier, there would be no film without him. And, you know, and really shut that is one true. of the true auteurs of our time. And, you know, just a visceral, you know, visually speaking and, you know, just aesthetically speaking, you know, he, he there, there probably isn't a finer director working today. You know, the man is a genius. And, you know, genius gets thrown around a lot, but uh, it certainly applies to him and he certainly was deserving. And had he been nominated, I can't help but think that he would have won. And you know, it's unfortunate because um, you know, he still won years ago for Selma and Louise in my opinion. So uh the fact that he didn't get the nod this year, you know, it's, it's disappointing. But hopefully, uh the Academy won't wait to give him an honorary, you know, Oscar when he's you in ninety eight and got a couple of balls, you know, rolling around in the head still. So hopefully he'll actually win in a competitive category when he's still, you know, doing relevant work and still, you know, uh, fighting a good fight and, and, and you know, um and making making cinema that, you know, anybody can enjoy. So that was that was it the,
2: was that, a special really it was a very very special um uh, film and um i have seen it twice and i'm ready to go again although i'm exhausted by the by the end uh, by the end of it well um how about you jeff which uh movie do you predict will win
4: spotlight and I know that uh, The Revenant uh, won for Best Dramatic Picture at the Golden Globes as well as for Director with uh, Alejandro Iñárritu. But as a friend and colleague of mine, uh, Sarah Michelle Fetters uh, uh, pointed out, she's a film critic, that uh, unless uh, a movie has uh, a screenplay nomination, it doesn't usually win Best Picture historically. And then there's a Wikipedia um Graphic that says that it's been nominated for 146 awards and has won uh, 92 of those. Um, hmm. I think it outweighs the the 12 nominations that uh, the Reverend Lee, uh, has uh, received. Um, it was one of my favorite uh, movies of the year, and I think right. one of the best journalism films that I've seen since uh, All the President's Men.
2: That's interesting. I I, I hadn't. Uh thought about that uh about how uh, the the screenplay um uh, nomination or or win would indicate the who, which movie was going to win best picture how about you Nell? which one are you predicting
3: i am predicting spotlight which i thought was was very good uh oh for me I would give it to the big short as I said before um I which I think is is good and and very important I when I saw spotlight it was at the opening night of the investigative journalism film festival and the movie was followed by a discussion with the real journalist led by david mm. simon of the wire himself wow. Charles, of course and that was about twice as interesting as the movie so for me spotlight will never live up to the experience of hearing the real people mm. talk about what they did and um and and yet i think it is going to be the kind of movie that appeals to academy voters and Makes them feel like they're doing something important, so I think that's the one they're going to go for. The, to me, the the star of The Revenant was the cinematography, and I don't know if they want to give that guy a third Oscar in a row, but if they do, it would be just peachy with me. <laughs>
2: I think they will. I think they probably will. Well, interesting. I wish I had attended that discussion that you heard you about too. about The Big Short. That might have that might have helped me understand the the movie a little, a little bit better.
3: <laughs> no, no, was, I, the discussion was about this about Spotlight. It was, oh, it was the, about all of the reporters' spotlight Oh,
2: Okay, well I understand No, I, I already spotlight. understand the
3: big short. I, I already know that one inside and out.
2: Okay. Well, um my son is a um stockbroker. <laughs> I've tried to get him to explain everything to me and uh, I If I'm you read still, my review,
3: if you read my review, I'm going to, Betty Joe, I'm going to It do has that, a one paragraph explanation of the entire thing that will tell you everything you need to know.
4: And nothing is better no? than those celebrity cameos either.
3: Gotta watch out for those. Oh, especially <laughs> Margot Roby. I could I could watch a whole movie of Margot robie in the bathtub. Mm. <laughs>
2: well, that was one of the things that didn't didn't do it for me either and the and the chef, So um, we're kind of a, we're definitely uh, have opposing thoughts on on the, on the big short, but I am going to go right after right after the show. I'm going to, going to go read your your review because I always believe okay. everything that I that I read that you write, write. So I'm going to do that. Now I I'm undecided on this. Uh, I cannot make a prediction on this. I usually try to think of um, the movie that had the most people put the most people to work (laughs) because so many times that's the that's the one that wins because they have a lot of voters (laughs) in the academy and uh, there were so many people in so many of these films that was hard to do but i think it will be a hard fought fight between the among the revenant spotlight and mad max there's a lot of love out there for Mad Max, I mean, didn't it get the most Oscar nominations? I think it's—I think it got ten. No, it didn't. It got ten, and The Revenant got twelve. But I still think that that Mad Max has a has a chance. So, it'll be—I'm uh, predicting it'll be one of those three. But as we get closer to the uh, to the Oscar ceremony, I probably will will have to. You know, pick one of those uh, to predict. Well, uh, how about Best Director? The nominees are Adam McKay for The Big Short, George Miller for Mad Max, Fury Road, um, Alejandro Iñárritu for The Revenant, Lenny Abrahamson for Room, and uh, Tom McCarthy for Spotlight, and uh, Ridley Scott is definitely missing there. I mean, we we have to think about him, don't we, when we when we look at the at the best best director list. So Jeff, yeah. which which one of these uh, directors will win the Oscar for best director?
4: Uh, George Miller. Uh, the Academy Award for best director and best picture usually goes out in tandem, but there's been a couple times in uh in recent uh, awards ceremonies where that didn't happen. Uh, Most memorably, Ang Lee won for Brokeback Mountain, but Crash took the best picture. And again, when Argo was nominated, and Ben Affleck wasn't uh, even given a nomination for director either. So I think it's going to happen again this year with with George Miller for Mad Max uh, Fury Road. And uh, the thing is that this is a film that has been in development hell since 1997. And they were going to make it around the time um, the 9-11 attacks happened, and they weren't able to, and there's been several shutdowns of production. So the fact that he actually got it made and went through... Um, hell and back to do it uh, is something I think stands out to the the academy. And the first thing you you notice when you are watching this movie is the cinematography and how everything pops. And it kind of feels like being sucked right into a a graphic novel. Um, I think for those reasons uh, he's going to take the uh, best director nod. Oh,
2: those are those are good reasons. I can I can understand that and. Um... How uh how about you Nell? Who do you think will win best director?
3: Oh, I think it will be George Miller. Uh you know, it should, uh, I'm as I said, I'm sorry that Ridley Scott isn't nominated, but George Miller did an amazing job on that movie. I uh spoke to him at Comic-Con 2 years ago, and he told me that they had built the everything. They had everything all ready to go in the desert in Australia, and then they had a one in a hundred year uh, rainstorm, and the desert came up all flowers, and they had to pick everything up and move to Africa, and you know the 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 effort and the vision that went into that movie and the. Uh, the fact that they use real effects and not uh, practical effects and not CGI for almost all of it, except they did use CGI to remove some tears from Charlize Theron's cheeks because the sand got in her eyes. They didn't want anybody to think <laughs> the character was crying. You know, it's just a phenomenal director's vision, and uh, so I think he'll get the award.
2: That's a good prediction. And uh, how how about you, Mac?
1: Oh yeah, I compare it with both uh, Jeff and L. Uh, I think it's uh, George Miller by a mile for Mad Max Fury Road. Um, it's rare that uh, sci-fi films get taken seriously by the Academy. Very rare. I can't even really recall the last time uh, a science fiction film got this much, uh, you know, attention in these you know level of nominations. It's been it's been a, a while, certainly. But um, when you think about it, Mad Max is a nearly 40 year old. Franchise. It started back in, I think, 1979 was the first film. And then Gibson um, went on to make uh, two more, Road Warrior and uh, Beyond Thunderdome, back in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been, you know, a, a natural extended progression, obviously, because uh, it's supposed a, a considerable amount of time uh, for the uh, fourth installment to come out, but it was most definitely worth the wait for performances or just, uh, you know, yeah, they're, 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 you know, everything about this movie, top to bottom, the performances, the cinematography, the editing, the uh, the, the uh, production design, just everything, top to bottom. You know, it's just a marvel to look at, and you know, visually speaking, um, you know, it, it just can't be beat, and it's quite the uh, achievement on all levels. You know, production, everything you think of, a particularly director, because it's it's definitely a vision that he has had for a long time and um I have an interesting story to share about George Miller really quickly. Um during when he made his first uh, film for Hollywood back in nineteen eighty six, um, the Witches of Eastwick*, uh, Warner Brothers, uh the uh studio behind that movie, uh really gave him a hard time because uh, you know, he was a, a Australian director, he was only known for the Mad Max films and they pretty much tried to nickel and dime him the entire time. And, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, just um, sheisty stuff went out behind the scenes. The producers really weren't death warm, and he really didn't know how to express himself in that sort of environment. And it really kind of colored how he approached filmmaking from that point on. And, he, you know, he's obviously gotten to make other studio films in the near sense, but um, he he has, you know, it, it, that, that experience really shaped how he approaches, you know, working with the big studios. And, and, and I think it made him a better filmmaker because it was kind of like a, a trial by fire he came out on the other side, you know, and, and, you know, all these his later, he's, uh, smelling like a, you know, smelling like a rose to look like a winner. And, you know, he's made some excellent movies, you know, in the past, Lorenzo Royal among them, you know, uh, an, an, an unsung film from 1992 and, you know, to see him get the recognition that he, you know, has long deserved, it's, it's long last is great. and So he would be my choice. Well,
2: well said, Mac, well said. Let's go to, uh, best actor now and here are the nominees and i don't think that any of these are a surprise at all brian cranston in trumbo matt damon in the martian leonardo dicaprio in the revenant michael fassbender in steve jobs and eddie redmayne in the danish girl so Nell. Which one of these wonderful actors is going to win the Best Actor Oscar?
3: Okay. We'll win Leonardo DiCaprio because it's going to be one of those, it's time we give Leo an award moments. I think I would have given it to him for Wolf of Wall Street, for Gilbert Grape, for... Uh, you know uh, catch me if you can for just about any role that he's done i would not really give it to him for this but he certainly put himself through hell for a year and so i think he's going to get it if it were up to me i'd give it to michael fassbender who i thought was just mesmerizing
2: good point good point um mac do you agree with uh with Neil, or do you have another prediction on in the best actor category
1: yeah, for me, Will Win is Leonardo DiCaprio because, you know, he's long overdue, and I concur with Ellen entirely because I do believe that he should have won years ago for what's the Eagles over great. If uh, anybody uh, who is listening has not seen that movie, do yourself a favor and check that film out. He plays uh, the autistic younger brother to Johnny Depp's character, and that performance, just like um, Jeff was um, mentioning earlier about um, uh, actors who in films that depict the bipolar, When I saw that movie, that movie really, and that performance in particular of his, I was blown away because it was probably the first time I'd ever seen on film outside of maybe television, but on the film, on the big screen, the first time I had seen a performance by an actor in which I was convinced that he actually was autistic because um, at that time, I had um, just a couple of years prior. I lived next door to a family with a severely autistic child, and hmm. his work, his work as as, as that, in that film, it was it was breathtaking. And I've seen a couple of performances in, over the years since um, by actors and actresses who played autistic characters that rang so un- unbelievably false it wasn't even funny. And there have been a handful. Him, him probably being at the top of the list that rang. You know, um, just spectacularly true and, and, and heartfelt and, you know, believable, you know, across the board. So, um, DiCaprio will win, and, and he should have won, you know, years ago, Gilbert Grace, among other films. But that one, you know, if I have to choose any one, that would be the one. And um, uh, who will, uh, who should win, in my opinion, this year, uh, Michael Sassman for his uh, brilliant work in Steve Jobs. I, I completely concur with uh but now, but uh, you know, it, if it goes either way, I'll be happy. I'll be a happy camper either way. <laughs> the fast you know, he's uh, he's quickly become one of uh, his generation's finest actors, if not the finest actor. And uh, you know, it would be great to see him um, pull, pull out a, a, um, a win. But um, I, I, I think I think the the, um, the, the temperature is really, you know uh, tipped towards uh, DiCaprio, and, and you know, and rightfully so.
2: I I. I have to agree with uh, your prediction of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and And how about you, Jeff? Who do you think will win Best Actor?
4: Leonardo DiCaprio, he's been nominated a total of six times in either the Best Actor or Supporting Actor category. Uh, They're definitely going to be looking at his resume here um, with Titanic, Django Unchained, uh, Catch Me If You Can, Departed, etc., and who he's actually worked with, uh, which is uh, Tarantino, Spielberg, and he's got multiple collaborations with Martin Scorsese. He's always consistent, and usually always in critically acclaimed films. Well, not always, but close to it. But uh, I think that that's what's going to win him an Academy Award. And uh, for Revenant, it's more or less the, the, the icing on the cake for him. But I wouldn't be unhappy with uh, Fassbender either, because I feel his uh, performance of Steve Jobs was brilliant. But it was like um, like we were looking through a kaleidoscope uh, lens, with the image of Steve Jobs always shifting uh, through his uh, performance. But you're never really getting a full perspective on him, except that, uh, that his uh, products are perfect, but uh, but he's uh, he's not. <laughs> I-, I loved it. I, I recommend that film. Yeah. But I'm going with DiCaprio uh, for sure.
2: Well, I'm I'm going with Leonardo DiCaprio too. So we we kind of all are predicting that he'll be the winner. But uh, there are some others that we we would be happier if they won. And I I'd be happy with any of the, these are wonderful performances. As is true with the Best Actress category. Wow, these actresses—they just, all of them, just blew me away. Kate Blanchett in *Carol*, Brie Larson in *Room*, Jennifer Lawrence. Well, I, I, I probably shouldn't say that she blew me away this time, but she was great in *Joy*. Charlotte Rampling, one of the best performances ever given on film in 45 years. Well, that's the name of the film. 45 years <laughs> yeah, but I I don't think that very many people saw that and that's too bad because she was just wonderful and then of course my favorite uh, Saoirse Ronan in uh, Brooklyn so Mac uh, which mm-hmm. of these wonderful actresses do you think will uh, take home the uh, little golden guy
1: well, if Kate Blanchett had not won for uh, that brilliant performance of Blue Jasmine a few years ago, I think she would have uh, uh, had been a loss for Carol. But in this instance, without question, uh, the most deserving of uh, the nominees would be Brie Larson for Room. Saoirse um, Ronan would have came in a very close second for her work in Brooklyn because uh, that young lady is she's just you know she 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 was on to, on the uh, on her road to you know stardom. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Uh, she's always, you know, been a, a, a superb uh, actress, even when she was a child, and I'm just thrilled that you know she's made the transition to adult actor, and and I think she's gonna have a nice long uh, career. But uh, Brie Larson, in the room, I mean, the woman, <laughs> you know, the young woman, she spent what nine months researching the part, so everything would just seem as as, as real and as uh, you know believable as possible. She has such a connection with Jacob Tremley's character, her performance and his performance. I don't see how you can really separate them. You know, it, it's like a, a unified front in that regard. She was uh, breathtaking in her scenes opposite uh, Joan Allen, who played her, uh, mom, her mother. It was, you know, it, it was it was the sort of performance that really heralds the arrival of a new star. And Brie Larson, you know, has uh, done some uh, pretty consistently great work in the films. I've seen her in like a uh, short term twelve. I thought she was uh, absolutely great in that a few years ago. A little theme film. Uh, Room also has been a little seen, but the right people have seen it, and enough people have seen it, where I think uh, she's she's, she's definitely going to walk away with uh, uh,
4: that Oscar statue that time Oscar night.
2: What do you think, Jeff?
4: I'm going with uh, Brie Larson as well, and I also wanted to hit on the the fact that the uh, the performance is is intertwined with uh, that of uh, Jacob Tremblay, who plays her, her son, and they're dependent upon uh, one another for the success of the picture. I highly doubt uh, director Lenny and screenwriter Emma Donoghue, who adapts her own novel here, would have been able to craft a, a film that is as brilliant, where the characters affect the audience and it resonates with uh, so many. It's it's not even a question for me. It's definitely going to be
3: uh, Brie Larson.
2: And Nell, your prediction uh, for Best Actress.
3: We're in agreement again. I'm thrilled uh, that Brie Larson is going to be recognized. Thank you, Mick, for suggesting that people see Short Term 12. Um, she was amazing. She's amazing at everything. She's in a movie um, that uh, that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, directed um, and where she has no lines until the very, very end, and she's amazing in that. She's amazing as the sister of Amy Schumer. Uh, in train wreck she's just she's just great in everything and i thought she was brilliant i got to talk to her i've interviewed her three times now and first time when she was a teenager and i got to talk to her about this film and she said that the secret of her performance was that she let jacob tremblay take the lead she followed him and that's really what her character was doing, too. Her character was really following the child and the way yes. the the intimacy of their relationship and the strength that she showed. And by the way, the whole cast was amazing. William H. Macy, Joan Allen, everybody was great. But Preet Larson made that movie uh, with Jacob Tremblay, and uh, I am uh, really looking forward to seeing her get the award.
2: She she did a, a beautiful job, and the time is going by so fast. We 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 need to uh, give our predictions on supporting actor and supporting actress, and we only have 12 minutes left. So here are the nominees <laughs> for supporting actor: Christian Bale for The Big Short, Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo for Spotlight. Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies and Sylvester Stallone for uh, Creed. So, so real quickly, Jeff, what what is your prediction for supporting actor?
4: Mark Rylance for uh, Bridge of Spies. He plays a uh, a man who is accused of being a Russian spy, and the whole country thinks that the guy should hang, and he has no rights. And Tom Hanks defends him. But uh, anyways, he plays that c- character as strong stoic, and someone who, regardless of whether he's a spy or not, never gave up his cause or country. And uh, that, for me, really stand out, and he also adds multiple layers to that, uh, and it's uh, it's subtle. So it weaves in our suspicions, and then you break away from that as you keep watching the film.
2: Yes, he was great in that. And now what is your prediction for Best Supporting Actor?
3: Gosh, I hope that's the case. I'm afraid that it's going to be a sentimental choice. People were so excited at the Globes and at the Critics' mm-hmm. Choice Awards when Sylvester Stallone won. I hope it's Mark Rylance. It should be Mark Rylance. And so I'm going to stick with that.
2: And, Mac, your prediction for Best Supporting uh, Actor.
1: Yeah, well, I would love to see Mark Rylance win. Uh, it's probably not going to happen, even though I think of the he probably getting the uh, strongest performance and, and you know this is an impressive group. You know, they've all done, you know, um pretty well, mo- most of them have done pretty good great work over the years. But I think I think uh, you know, the the just like uh with the of the sentiment is in the air, the foundation has been laid, the environment's right, it's salone Salone's gonna win for uh Pried, you know, he's been playing Rocky Balboa now for um forty years. That the, the original uh, Rocky came out in nineteen seventy six. And um much like when um Table and Check won for um uh, uh Blue, Ira, Blue Jasmine, rather, uh, a few years ago. It has been what 37, 38 years since uh, uh, um, a Diane, um, Diane Keaton had won best uh, best actress for Annie Hall back in uh, '78. That song came out in '77, but she won in '78. And I, I think I think the same sentiment is behind Stallone. He's you know a veteran. He's uh, made a lot of money for Hollywood. He's been uh, you know a presence now for you know going on what 40 years now. Um, and it's you know it's, it's kind of like the original film's um, template where you know this this uh, working class guy you know rises up like a phoenix and you know kind of takes the world by storm and the fact that he's still playing the character forty years later you know they got they got a yeah. you know, kind of a tip of the tongue just you know out of respect so yeah so long I, I would love to see Ryland.
2: Well, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say uh, Tom Hardy will surprise everybody and win Best Supporting Actor. Best Supporting Actress nominees are Rooney Mara for Carol, J- Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Revenant, Rachel McAdams for for Spotlight, Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet for um, Jobs. Steve Jobs. Now, now, best Best Actress Oscar will go to.
3: Uh, Alicia Vikander will get the best supporting actress um primarily because she's been the supporting actress in almost every movie that came out this year and
0: <laughs> she she
3: she should she should be nominated for um Ex Machina uh as she was at the Critics Choice Awards but frankly you know she's she's having that that Jessica Chastain moment um uh with donald Gleason having having it as well, where all of a sudden they're in everything, and she is sensational and give it to her right now absolutely <laughs> I'm gonna go along with
2: you on that. How about you Mac best supporting actress will go to
1: i am I'm, I'm thinking Caitlin's left for Steve jobs I'm, for some reason i just i think the academy isn't going to be able to resist giving it to uh, the the two stars of Titanic for some reason i just think that they can, <laughs> i think i I've think i think, i think it's i think, I think I think it's going to be shifted to them too because I think they uh, realized all these years later, to get up with the awful mistake, not nominating him alongside her and Gloria Stewart, um, the Lake great Gloria Stewart, because you know the movie got you know eight thousand nominations, and he was the only person in the film who wasn't nominated. Same so I think Winslet, but uh, I think keep an eye out for Jennifer Jason Lee for the Hateful Eight, for the, just for yeah. the um, just for the fact that she has had a long career. She's respected. She's done superlative work in the past that was completely overlooked as her first nomination ever, hopefully the first of many because um, I'm hoping she has kind of like a uh, Judy Dench sort of, you know, late career renaissance where, you know, everything she does from now on, she gets recognized for in some way, shape, or form with a nomination or a win. So um, yes. I can't rule her out entirely, but I, I think I think it's going to go to Winslet. And rightfully, you know, both of Well, really I wouldn't in, be in disappointed
2: job. with Kate with Kate Winslet winning there. And Jeff, uh, who do you think will win the Best Supporting Actress Oscar? Kate
4: Winslet for Steve Jobs because she is bold in this part, courageous, and take no prisoners as Joanna Hoffman, who's the marketing genius and right hand woman to Steve mm-hmm. Jobs. I just loved how she sparred with uh, with Michael Fassbender back in. Yeah. the... Back and forth, but the interesting thing is, she knew nothing about Hoffman when she uh, auditioned for for the part. She only saw a photograph of her, but wanted to be part of the Steve Jobs film and uh, mimic the hairdo this p- person had. And sent it into uh, Boyle, who got her the audition and inevitably the part. Oh my gosh! <laughs>
2: wow, <laughs> that is interesting. I can't believe we we only have um, a little more than six minutes left, and I I did want. To find out from each one of you if there's any other category that you'd like to make a prediction in, but we'll have to do it quickly. So Mac, take a category if you have one, and just say the name of the of the movie uh, or the nominee, and uh, we'll just uh, just go with Mac and then Jeff and then Nell. All right, Mac.
1: Okay, Best in Photography. Hopefully it goes to Roger Deakins, finally for Sotaro.
4: All right,
2: and Jeff
4: uh the best animated film is definitely gonna to go to uh, inside out Oh, good one and nil
3: i'm gonna stick with inside out also it's definitely gonna take it and it should it's a brilliant film
2: i concur. and that was i i i think that that that'll happen and mac a prediction
1: oh um, in any category prediction? oh oh uh yeah inside out i'm 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 in agreement it deserves it well so, uh, hands off for' you. That's animated feature
2: and i think that uh, the cinematography award will go again to um aleha to emmanuel lubetsky for uh, for the Revenant. i have just enjoyed this so much and you're helping me a lot to make up my mind who's who to root for i mean who to predict will win in these various uh, categories i just have uh, have enjoyed having all of you on the desk on the show thank you Nell and mac and jeff You've just been great guests today. And here's a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. Special thanks to our chatters, which we had one, Mel Minow, (laughs) who was in the chat room. But we did have several who uh, signed up and and didn't identify themselves. And um, I do want to make sure that everyone uh, knows that they should check out Nancy Lombardo's Blog Talk Radio show, Comedy Concepts, which airs on Monday and Friday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. It's such a fun show. And also, I recommend highly the Mom and Pop Shop show on Dreamstream Radio each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's very entertaining. And the host is none other than Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger, who... Last night was inducted into the Friars Club, so those Friars better watch out. Well, sorry to say that we're going to have to wrap things up now. Please come back in two weeks for our special Valentine's Day show featuring uh, love songs from Films Plus a book giveaway. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at RealtalkReviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, RealtalkReviews.com. That's all for now, folks, because the annual Academy Awards is Hollywood's biggest event. Let's close the show with you guessed it, if I can find it on the switchboard. Hooray for Hollywood! Here we go.
0: Amen. Oh,